Welcome to the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Perda. I'm a life and marriage coach for moms, wife, mom of three, and I'm also an Aries, and for my fellow human design nerds, a sacral manifesting generator. This podcast is for women who want to be happier in their marriage as they navigate their journey through motherhood, even if you're like me and you weren't shown how while growing up. Inside, we're going to be talking about breaking generational cycles when it comes to how to handle conflict in healthy ways, redefining motherhood your way, and prioritizing your well-being because here, we believe that women don't have to sacrifice their happiness to be a great mom. And a quick note to mamas listening with kids around, you may want to pop your earbuds in because nothing is left unsaid on this show, which means there may be times where something I say isn't meant for little ears. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about emotional overwhelm when you're in conflict, when you're in a fight, when you're arguing with your husband, okay? Uh, This is something I have a lot of experience with um, in the past, and I thought it'd be really good to talk about it here because when we are emotionally overwhelmed, it can make it really hard to get through the argument in the most effective way possible. And what do I mean by most effective way possible? I mean, actually being able to talk through things, coming together as a team to resolve problems so that you can move on, right? Like, fights is not the highlight of your marriage. And if you are experiencing this more than you would like, then this episode is definitely something that you want to listen to. Um, At the end of this, I will be sharing a little bit more about my upcoming program. It starts in May called The Embodied Wife. And the topic that we're going to be talking about today, overwhelming emotions, is related to that. So tune in. So when we are feeling overwhelmed by emotions in our marriage, that is what is called dysregulation. Okay. That is like the actual term. And dysregulation is just one of the many, and I personally believe the most important example of why self-awareness is quintessential for your marriage success, right? Whatever you define as marriage success, right? You feeling really comfortable and at ease and content in your marriage, like just solid understanding that you two are a team. You are ride or die together. You have each other's backs. You have fun together. Like whatever you define as marital success for you, okay? Dysregulation, if you've not heard this term before, is referring to how your nervous system is. It is a state for your nervous system, okay? There's regulated and then there's dysregulated. And we, on any given day, can go between both states just like that, okay? So the Cliff Notes version of this this is not a science class, right? Uh, The Cliff Notes version of this is that your nervous system is made up of two parts, 
There's the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. Names are not important for you to remember. I'm just sharing right now. Okay. So today we're going to be focusing on the sympathetic nervous system. So this part of you is in charge of your fear response or what you may have heard as the fight or flight reaction. Okay. So whenever your mind and your body perceives danger, whether it's physical or emotional, that part of you is going to kick on and either start making you feel like you need to remove yourself from the situation, like run, like force gump status. Like I just got to keep running and avoid the situation. Or you take a stand and you're like, I am ready to fight. Okay. So like, imagine you're in a situation where a bear is present and you're like, shoot, is your reaction to run for the hills and get away from the spear, or are you going to make yourself big and make really loud noises and intimidate the shit out of this bear? Okay. This is like an automatic reaction for you. You either do one thing or the other. There's a couple more, right? There's freeze and there's also fawn, but for the purpose of this, we're just going to be talking about those two. Okay. So these are your natural reactions to whatever you're perceiving as a danger, okay? Now, this part of us is very, very archaic because we also have this in response to things that aren't actually posing a physical threat to us, the emotional side of things. So whenever we're in an argument and we're like in emotional distress, this part of us also kicks on even though it's not actually a threat to us physically. Like we're not in physical danger. We are not going to die from arguing over who's doing the dishes tonight, right? However, your body doesn't care. It still has this reaction because you're dysregulated, all right? So what does this look like? When you're dysregulated, you might notice that you feel a lot of physical changes that feel really, really uncomfortable, right? It's like you have an internal fire alarm going off, right? Like remember when you're in school and it's like this obnoxious blaring siren. It's just like, oh my God, like I'm just so overstimulated from that sound. That's kind of like what's happening inside your body, okay? Your breath rate might be elevated. Your breathing might be really shallow, like you're like hyperventilating almost, right? Your blood might be pumping. Your heart's racing. Your temperature might change, right? Like you might feel really hot. And you might feel like the surge of energy that kind of feels like you drink an energy drink and you're hyped up and ready to go, whether you're ready to fight or you're ready to run away, okay? When this part of us kicks on, your body is in distress and your mind is racing and you are having trouble thinking clearly or rationally because your body's like, ah, overload. I need to shut down. Someone reset me. Okay. So until your body returns back to a relaxed state, it's struggling right? Like think about when your child is throwing a tantrum. They're doing that because they're dysregulated, right? 
You know they're capable of using their words to ask for what they want, but when they are overloaded, when they're overwhelmed, overstimulated, they do that, right? Either they throw themselves on the ground and kick the floor or start screaming or whining or whatever, that's them dysregulated. And just because we have grown up and become adults doesn't mean that we no longer do our version of that, okay? Now, like I said, until you return to a relaxed state, return back to a regulated state, dysregulation can present itself as anger, rage, anxiety, panic, irritability, blaming, attacking, or pushing away your spouse. And if you're a mom, you have 1,000% felt dysregulated before, okay? Like when your kids are fighting in the background for the millionth time in that day, and you just want to scream, shut up, right? Or when you're driving and your toddler starts screaming and no song or amount of consoling or snacks will get them to stop and you're nowhere near your destination. Oh, and there's a traffic jam, right? You are in distress. Your body is tense and you're overstimulated and all you want to do is just curl up into a ball somewhere quiet and be alone, right? Kind of gives me like flashbacks of being in the labor. Contractions are strong, and you're just like, everybody stop talking. Don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Just leave me alone. I just want to suffer in silence, right? Well, the same thing can happen in your marriage. For example, when you ask your husband to pick up candles for the birthday cake, and he forgets, and you get so pissed because you did all this work for the party. You did the planning. You did the shopping. You invited people. You coordinated all the logistics, right? And the one thing you asked him to do to come through for you on, he couldn't deliver. And then what happens next is all the times where he didn't come through for you in the past start flooding your brain, right? And so you get even more mad. You start yelling or you start slamming cabinet doors or you start stomping and huffing and puffing or you just like, get away from me. I'm just going to handle this myself, right? Like you get so, so pissed. But had your friend did that, had they forgotten, you would have been like, okay, we're going to make do. I'm going to ask somebody else. I'm going to run to the store real quick. I'll ask someone else to do it. Whatever, right? Like, it's a very different reaction, right? Now, dysregulation generally occurs in your marriage when you're in a fight or when you're overwhelmed, when your needs aren't being met, right? Some version of you being triggered. This can look like being hostile. Like picking fights with your husband, nagging, criticizing how he's doing things, trying to control what he's doing, yelling at him uh, when you two are disagreeing on something, snapping at him when he's asking a simple question, interrupting and talking over him to stop him from talking so that you can share your perspective, 
maybe name calling, blaming him for what he's doing wrong, getting defensive, saying things to provoke or push him away, saying like, oh, so you think you're perfect, huh? Right? And bringing up examples of how he's not. Or saying, if you are so perfect, why don't you fill in the blank? Right? Or maybe you're saying, that's fine. I don't need you anyway. I could do this myself. Right? I am good all by myself. I do not need your help. Or things like, things could be, would be so much easier without you anyway. Right? All things that don't bring you two together, that don't help you feel connected or help inspire him or motivate him to support you in any way to meet your needs. Dysregulation can actually cause a lot of havoc on your life as well, right? Like the the impact of dysregulation can span from you having trouble sleeping, having a hard time dropping things like you're holding grudges, right? Like he did something and you're still not letting it go. Uh, taking things too seriously, right? Like you're just feeling very, very serious and stern. If someone cracks a joke, you're not for it. You are not available for that at all. Uh, you have trouble going into problem solving mode when there's a problem, right? Like the candle situation, you just kind of lose your shit and you're there for a while. Um, you have anger problems. Maybe you're moody. Maybe you do some emotional eating or you're crying yourself to sleep or you're feeling confused and overwhelmed by how you feel and you're having trouble figuring out how you feel. You just know you don't like how you're feeling, but you're like, you can't actually articulate in words how you're feeling so that other people understand what you're going through and how they can help you. If any of these things are happening in your marriage, you are absolutely not alone, right? This happens to so many couples, and I myself have experienced this so, 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 so much. And I am happy to report to you that this does not happen nearly as much as before to me because I have learned how to have a better relationship with my emotions and becoming more aware of my emotions and building that relationship with it or them, because we have a whole lot of them, has led to me being able to be here today to tell you about this dysregulation and how it's impacting your marriage and why it's important for you to figure out how to start regulating yourself when you get to that point, right? The goal is not to ever not be dysregulated because that is nearly impossible, right? Uh, I actually recently shared about how you don't need to reach monk status for you to be happy and have a successful relationship or to be able to navigate conflict more successfully, okay? So that is absolutely not the goal here. We are not reaching for perfection. What I want for you is to be able to identify when you're in that dysregulated state so that you can help yourself get back to regulated as quickly as possible while honoring your process and, and feeling your emotions, right? We don't want to skip over that part because that's a really crucial part for, for this process. And in that process, you can actually gather a lot of feedback, information, wisdom 
to help you create that meaningful, fulfilling, satisfying marriage that you are dreaming of. Okay. So going through this is very much important to this process. But before I learned all of that, I legit had no idea that there were feelings beyond bad, good, or happy and sad. Like that was a world I lived in. I either felt good or I felt bad. I either felt happy or I felt sad or some version of sad, angry, right? And I felt crazy whenever I experienced intense emotions, right? I could not understand for the life of me why I felt so strongly compared to other people and what I could do about it. And it made things worse whenever my partners in the past would give me that like confused look anytime I did experience intense emotions. And I immediately interpreted them as like, why are you like this? Or why are you overreacting? It's really not a big deal. Get over it, right? Um, I remember growing up, like I would cry and sometimes my dad would be like, you need to stop crying or I'm going to give you something to cry about. Because he was so embarrassed by me crying in public. I remember like I had a lot of trouble picking what I wanted to order at restaurants because I would just be overwhelmed by the sheer like vastness of what I could order because the menu was so big and I love food, right? Like, but I like can go into like analysis paralysis and I'm like, oh my God, do I want to eat this? Or do I want to eat this? And he would rush me to choose something and I would cry from the pressure, right? And then he did not like it. But now I know he just was dysregulated because he was uncomfortable with my intensity of the emotions. And so I would cry because I felt bad, right? I felt embarrassed. I felt guilty. And that's where I was at, right? Um, and that really did not help me get back to a regulated state because I felt horrible for being that way, right? I judged myself. I felt ashamed for being that way. And there is nothing to feel ashamed for if you are also like me and you feel intensely and you don't know what to do about it, okay? Until I started learning more about emotions and developing a close relationship with my emotions, that's when it got easier for me to feel more aware, calm, resilient, able to communicate what the hell was going inside of me and have the capacity to resolve issues because the overwhelming wasn't taking over me, like who I think I am versus how I was showing up, right? That overwhelmed self. And if after listening to this and you're noticing that you're experiencing a lot of what you've heard me share so far, I want you to know that this does not have to be your forever experience, okay? I have worked through it. I am working through it with my clients. And I can tell you that there is a way to change how you experience your emotions. We don't want to erase them. They are very important. They are actually adding a lot of good to your life, but you got to know how to use them and stop pushing them down, pushing them away and ignoring them, thinking that, oh, if I just stick my head in the sand, it will be fine. Okay. 
as you have experience, it is not fine when you do that. It actually intensifies it. It builds the pressure. It makes you feel it even more and in a negative way. And it has a larger impact on your relationships. Okay. If I had to take a guess, if you are doing that, if you're not actually taking the time to feel your feelings and learn from them and embrace them, you're probably having explosive adult tantrums in your marriage. How do I know that? Because I did that. Okay. And it did not help things at all. It made things worse and I felt out of control and it drove my husband away, did not make him want to talk to me at all because I was just like bouncing off the walls, not the person he married, right? I had these bouts where it's like, everything's cool, everything's cool. And then I get mad and everything is not cool. Nobody's happy in the relationship. And then when things would settle down, I would feel horrible about how I was showing up. Absolutely the opposite of proud of the wife that I was being, right? He did not deserve that, even though at the time I really did feel like he deserved it. It would set us back a lot, right? So it'd be like a cycle of we're fine, we're making strides, and then I would get pissed and I would send us back so many steps because of how I was behaving, because of my lack of capacity and awareness to show up differently. I felt bad for him, for me. I felt guilty for not knowing how to do it otherwise, right? And I felt helpless. So if you're in this position, I see you. It doesn't mean anything about you. You are just as amazing. And if you want to have a different experience, if you want to create a more steady feeling in your marriage, it is totally possible. Okay. And this is, I'm going to walk you through it. Okay. This is what I'm going to be teaching inside of my upcoming program, what I'm calling the embodied wife. Okay. And on another day, I will, I will explain to you why I named it that. All right. So I personally love a good acronym and inside the embodied wife, I will be walking you through what I call the feel method. Okay. F E E L to help you feel more empowered by your emotions so that you don't feel like you're one trigger away from losing your shit again and help you build up your resilience and your awareness so that you can be more like a tree that sways with the wind, right? Rather than completely uproot and fall over every single time. Feeling like, okay, got to start back at square one, pick myself back up again, try again. No, you're going to feel more flexible, more resilient, more like you have the bandwidth to actually show up as the person that you want to be for your marriage and be able to work as a team together to resolve issues, okay? Instead of feeling like you need to fight or you need to run away and you need to quote unquote overreact to get your needs met, to feel seen, to feel hurt, to feel connected, all right? Now, I haven't officially announce the program, like official, official, but if you know that you need to be in this program, 
and you want to work on becoming more emotionally aware. You want to grow as a person and you want to become more resilient so that you can cruise through conflict with more ease and confidence and have a bigger capacity to problem solve with your spouse instead of conflict being something that derails your marriage, sending you 10 steps back, then send me a message or email me at hello at michelleperda.com so that I can tell you more about this program and figure out if this is the right fit for you. Okay. So I'm just going to really briefly walk you through this method um, so that you know what you're getting into. Okay. So feel, right? F-E-E-L. F stands for feeling your feelings. I will dare say majority of the population today do not know how to feel their feelings at all. You notice you're upset and then you try everything you can do to fight it, right? Or you distract yourself. So in this program, I'm going to teach you how to actually feel your feelings so that they can just be on their merry way once and for all instead of lingering in the background, right? You're going to learn how to embrace your feelings, right? Actually understand pay attention and listen to your feelings so that the next E, you can express your feelings and your needs, but in a healthy way, in a way that your husband is motivated to meet your needs rather than feel attacked. Okay. And then feel like your relationship just keeps like moving backwards instead of forwards so that you can see what the future looks like. And it looks bright right? You feel like a steady couple. And then L, learn from the feelings so you can figure out what the hell is going on inside of you. Identify what your coping mechanisms are, like what are the patterns that you find yourself in so that you can replace them with healthier patterns so that you can actually grow as a couple through each conflict and have your conflict evolve every single time. It gets better and better, more efficient, more effective. You feel more seen, more heard, and same for your husband. And yeah, that is the method, okay? Um, if this is something that you are interested in, please reach out. I would love to tell you more about it. And I hope this was helpful for you. If you're dysregulated, like the short version of this is start paying attention. Start spending time with yourself. Allow yourself to like actually sit in the feeling so that you can feel more connected to yourself. And as you feel more connected to yourself, you're going to feel more connected with your husband. All right. That's it for this episode. I hope this was helpful and that you being able to name what you're experiencing will help you be able to start shifting your experience so that you're like, ah, okay, I'm, I'm dysregulated. Time to do some regulating. Time to get back to me so that I can show up in my marriage in a way that feels like I am proud of who I am being instead of constantly feeling regret and guilt and shame for how you end up reacting because you're dysregulated. All right. I'll be back here next week for another episode and reach out if this program is something that you feel like you need to be a part of, because I would love to have you have an amazing day and I'll catch you back here next week. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. I hope that this episode helped you deepen your relationship with your husband and more importantly, with yourself. If you know someone that this episode would help, please share it. All right. See you back here next week. Bye.